Hey there, before we get started, we want to take a moment to thank you for tuning in to the Kuhau Podcast. We hope it encourages you and draws you closer to Jesus as you listen. Let's get excited for this message and let's get ready to hear from God. We are in our Kuhau series, Kuhau is, and on today's spectacular, I want to open up to a Christmas moment, uh, Mary in the announcement of that she would be carrying Jesus. Um, this is we take we take take we dive in just after she receives news from an angel that she will be the mother of Jesus. So we read from Luke chapter one. We're going to be reading for verses thirty nine through forty nine. I'm reading. The message translation because it 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 um it's not, it's a little bit more than a translation it tries to capture the thought and so there's a little bit more literary technique and artistry and so it paints a little bit more of a vivid picture and so it says Mary didn't waste a minute she got up and traveled to a town in Judah in the hill country straight to Zachariah's house and greeted Elizabeth Elizabeth was her sister. When Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the baby in her womb, this is Elizabeth's womb, leaped. She was filled with the Holy Spirit and sang out exuberantly, you're so blessed among women and the babe in your womb also blessed. And why am I so blessed that the mother of my Lord visits me? The moment the sound of your greeting entered my ears, the babe in my womb skipped like a lamb for sheer joy. Blessed woman who believed what God said, who believed every word would come true. And Mary said, I'm bursting with God news. I'm dancing the song of my savior God. God took one good look at me and look at what happened. I'm the most fortunate woman on earth. What God has done for me will never be forgotten. And we get to live in the future, so we know that to be true. The God whose very name is holy, set apart from all the others. Won't you guys pray with me? Lord, I thank you for your son. And I, I just ask in this moment that you will free people today, Lord, that, that although, I, I don't know, you and I have been talking and I just feel like today's message feels unconventional for me, but I just ask that in this moment that we know that we have the freedom to delight in you. And I just ask that you show up, that whatever everyone here is seeking, that you will deliver. In your name, we pray. Amen and amen. So today is our Christmas spectacular because we're celebrating the birth of Jesus because next Saturday is Christmas and we'll be all with our friends and family celebrating the birth of Jesus. We will be having a good time. We will be getting together. We will be having some fun. And I, I choose this moment um, in, in Scripture because it shows that from the very beginning, beginning, Jesus has been a cause of great joy, delight, and fun. I mean, you, you listen to the way that it, the, the text describes uh, Mary and Elizabeth and Elizabeth is exuberant. Elizabeth is singing songs. Mary is dancing. The baby in Elizabeth's womb, the baby who would become John the Baptist, is leaping in Elizabeth's womb. The ladies are singing songs to each other. You might even say it's beginning to look a lot like Christmas. And so there's so much fun being had. Why? because they're celebrating Jesus. And so although today we're going in 
and we're putting a big exclamation point on our celebration of Jesus every Sunday at 4 p.m. And honestly, each and every week, each and every day, we are celebrating Jesus. We celebrate Jesus each and every Sunday here at Kuhau. And it, it leads me to give you uh, the next layer, the next dimension of what Kuhau is. We've said that Kuhau is a place of purpose. We've said that Kuhau is a judgment-free zone. And today, I'm here to let you know, and this is big news for some of us because we've been to places that are not this, Kuhau is fun. I know, I know. Honestly, it feels a little heretical for me to say that because oftentimes church has not felt like a place that should be fun. But here at Kuhau, we are celebrating Jesus, and we feel like that should always be a cause for celebration and fun. But, but let me quickly define what I mean when we say fun, because what I may be saying as fun may not be your own definition of fun. You may say, well, if Kuhau is fun, why don't they have slip and slides? You know, a, a famous fry cook from Bikini Bottom once defined fun as an acronym. He said, F is for friends who do stuff together, U is for you and me, and N is for anywhere, anytime at all, down here in the deep blue sea. This is what happens when you put a millennial to preach on fun, you know I'm gonna quote SpongeBob. He defined it from the very beginning. And all the non-millennials have just been shown. They're like, what's, what? But, but what I really wanna do is I wanna explain, that literally had nothing to do with what I wanna say, I just, I just couldn't not, right? That fun does not exclusively refer to what I think we all usually have the immediate connotation of fun as like things that are exciting and high energy. Those things tend to be fun, of course, theme parks and parties and concerts and all those things are fun. Yeah, but you can also have a good time in low energy things, right? Like fun can be going skiing or if you're the Marquezes for sure, you could just be reading a book at home and this is what fun looks like for you. Oh, that's good. Like, yo, what'd you do? Yo, I just had mad fun. What'd you do? I read all day. It could be a theme park. It could be Disneyland. Or it could just be getting coffee. Like, you know, when you have coffee that hits the spot, you got coffee with a friend, you have a nice chat. You're not going crazy. You say, how, how was your time with so-and-so? Oh, it was, it was fun. It, it could be attending concerts and having the time of your life could be attending an amazing worship experience as they're going in with beautiful songs, or it could be crying your eyes out. Come on, like you ever had a good cry? Come on, don't lie. You ever just have one of those cries? Like you could feel it here. I've called people like, yeah, I think I'm going to have just a good cry today. Like I just, I could feel it right here. And you, you let it out and you're like, whoo, that was good. That was fun. What, the kind of fun we're talking about when people say, Fun is a good time, you know, something enjoyable. There, there are going to be high moments. There have been times where people are jumping and spinning here at Kuha, and there are times where people are just, <laughs> and either way, our goal is that everybody will come out of those experiences having said that that was fun. And sometimes there's people who are just like this. You know those people. They're usually the people who read. <laughs> They're like, how was Kuhau? It was fun. Here at this church, we are committed to fun in all of its ways, in all of the way that it manifests itself, because we care that no matter what our church does, it will be always be an, an, enjoy, an enjoyable experience and a place where people can have a good time. We go as far, we have a few swear jar 
words in our church. So one of them is volunteer. We don't believe anyone's a volunteer here at our church. We believe everyone is a team member. Uh, we don't, we don't, when we talk about, we, we, we say that our team members are developing, not shadowing. They're not shadows, right? They're developing. And, and the, big, the big swear jar is Rose said. All right, Rose did not just say. We don't just do things out of preference here. We do things out of purpose. So it's never just Rose said. And, and a, another one is we don't even call our church service a church service. We actually call it a Sunday experience because we believe it's something that's meant to be experienced, not simply attended. And, and, and call me crazy, but for too long, church has been a thing that people attend more out of religious obligation because they're told, well, the Bible says you have to and you go out of holiness, but not out of looking forward to it. And, and it's weird for me, like, honestly, even as I say this in the back of my mind, I doubt my own self because there's a part of me that's kind of been taught like, wait, church shouldn't have to be fun. You're right. Some people might even say the Bible's fun. You want fun. The Bible says, consider it joy when trials come your way. I say church shouldn't be a trial. Yes. And so for Kuhau, we don't believe, we want you to know, like, we're not fun by accident. It's actually our focus. And I can better unpack it after we dive into Romans 10. Romans 10, 13 through 14, it says, Paul is writing, he says, it's true. Everyone who calls on the Lord's name will experience new life. But how can people call on him for help if they've not yet believed? And how can they believe in one they've not yet heard of? And how can they hear a message of life if there's no one there to proclaim it? So before I move forward, I just got to be honest. This passage, Paul is not writing about fun. He's not. Honest truth. He's, he's dealing with an issue within the Israelites. He's trying to explain some things. But in route to him explaining his message, I think there's a principle in here that we can apply to our modern lives and our church does. One, one of them is this. How can they hear the message of life if there's no one there to proclaim it? Kuhau has settled it in our hearts that we will be a place that if there's one thing we do, we are proclaiming the message of life. Why? So that people can hear, so that people can believe, and so that they can have everlasting life. But way back in verse 14, he says this, and I just, I just see this principle. How can people call on him for help if they've not yet believed? And how can they believe in one they've not yet heard of? Brady Scherer, he's, he's a popular church guru, church building, um, a, a guru on building church, not church buildings. Um, he says that attention is the greatest commodity of the church. And, and I believe it's for this very reason. Because people can't hear you if they're not paying attention. And so naturally, if I, if I talk like this and I just say these things, you are automatically tuning out. If I begin to speak in a monotone voice and I just tell you that Jesus loves you because he's so great, your mind automatically wants to pay attention to something else. <laughs> you're, you're, as a matter of fact, there are numerous things constantly competing for attention uh, in this world, the, no, the number one thing is, is this guy right here, right? If a notification goes off, I feel the need to check it. Honestly, if a notification doesn't go off, I want to check in. And if I didn't get a notification, I have to check what's going on that I didn't get a notification. Did I miss something? And that can happen. Honestly, I'm pretty sure 10 minutes ago, I said something that made you think, did I, did I leave the stove on? Or ladies, ladies, I know this because my mother does it all the time. Did I leave the curling iron? on at home. And I said it. And now 10 minutes ago, 10 minutes ago, you, you went, oh, no, I think I did. No, I remember because I remember unplugging it right before I checked Instagram. Oh, that reminds me about Sally. I wonder what's going on with Sally. And your mind just, 
And it's no offense, it's no, it's the human dilemma that our attention is constantly being vied for. And so at Kuhau, we want to be a place that makes it easy on you to pay attention. That makes it easy for people to pay attention. Here's why. We, we want to foster an atmosphere that causes people to lean in, to listen to what we're saying. Because we believe what we're saying is pretty important. See, our mission statement at this church is that we exist to reach everyone we can with the good news of Jesus Christ so that they might walk in the abundant life God has for them, loving God, loving people, and loving life. We believe that there is a world out there. There are people out there who have not yet heard the message of Jesus, who have not yet heard that it is possible for them to have an abundant life in, with God. We have we know that there are people there who, who don't love God so much, who don't love people so much, and are not loving life so much. So there is an, uh, an imperative on us. If we want to be the people proclaiming the message, we ought to foster an environment that draws your attention. And in many, so in many ways, being fun is foundational. It's, it's fundamental. We try to make sure our experiences are phenomenal. I didn't even look that up. I was just, dad jokes were in me. But it's seriously our desire for this to be a place that you actually look forward to coming back to and not something that you attend just out of religious obligation and duty because you have to make sure you please God. And, and one, we don't even believe that. We believe that through Jesus, you've, you've, he's, he's satisfied with you, and, and, and it's not about that, but we just feel like this place ought to be a place that, that in and of itself compels you to return. And there's just like real-life examples of that. I've, I've said it before. I'm a, I'm a huge Marvel fan. I know it's killing me. Like, Spider-Man No Way Home came out yesterday, uh, a couple of days, and I just haven't seen it. I'm just like, hi, oh, yeah, yeah. And I, I, I hear in rumors. But I'm a Marvel fan. And are there, are there fellow Marvel fans? I heard people cheer. Okay, okay. So you know how brutal it was when we had to go a year and a half without a Marvel movie. Okay, we went a year and a half, and, and like, like WandaVision was good, it was holding us down, and Loki was all right, well, Loki was great, right? But, but the shows were good, but when they announced that Black Widow was going to be released, my heart, I was like the baby in the womb, I leaped. I stayed up, because they released it on Disney+, Plus. they said they were going to release it at 3 o'clock in the morning, I stayed up till 3 o'clock in the morning to watch that movie, I loved it, I went to bed, I woke up, I watched it again. I invited my friends over because I could have an excuse for watching it a third time without being judged. I watched it a third time. I'm pretty sure I watched it a fourth time. Because I'm a Marvel fan. As an example, all you guys relate to. Here's an example that only Sam relates to because Sam went to, through it with me. But I know we have some Bible Project fans. So they recently announced this new product. They said they were going to announce it. And they said they would announce it at like 12 p.m. And so what did I do? I woke up at 10 a.m. ready to watch this thing for two hours. And then 12 p.m. came, and I'm like texting Sam. I'm like, Sam, what's going on? Where is it? And she's like, there, it's Pacific time, bro. <laughs> Who invented that? That's just terrible. Time zones, daylight savings, all of that. That's the Illuminati, if there's anything. Anyway. So I'm texting. She's like, Pacific time. All right, all right, so what time is Pacific time? I think she said like 1 o'clock or something. I'm like, all right, set the alarm, 1 o'clock. I'm ready. 12.59 comes, and I'm just refreshing and refreshing and refreshing. And then finally it comes, and we're live texting each other our reactions to these things. I'm sending her screenshots because we're fans. In fact, I found out I'm so much a fan that the, the product they announced I already had because I was in the beta for it. I'm a fan. I don't do any of this out of my duty and obligation to Marvel. I, I don't do any of it so that Tim Mackey, the, the, the uh, 
uh, founder of Bible Project will like love me and, and notice me, although I do want him to notice me, Tim, hi. Um, I don't do any of it. I do it. It's, it's something within me that comes from the fact that I already enjoy the experience. And, and there's so many scriptures that testify to God's goodness. And we just feel like church ought to be a place that deep within you, you enjoy, not that you have to check a box as if it's an errand during the day that you just got to get done. Something that's just deep within you. And, and I don't say that like, because if it's not, no, no, no. I say that as, as the church, we believe it's our responsibility to create that kind of atmosphere for you. That, that, that our people would look forward to what they're going to experience here at Kuha. Like the way that I've looked forward to this Christmas spectacular, and it did not disappoint. Like the way that I'm looking forward to our New Year's event. Like the way that I look forward to the relaunch of community groups. You know why? Because Kuhau is fun. There's just a difference, and we, we know that there is a difference between attendees and fans. And we want to foster an environment where people say, like, hey, I'm, I'm a fan of Jesus. I'm, I'm a fan of the way that that church celebrates and worships him. And, and so, yeah, that's our intention. But, but if I'm being fully honest, Kuhau is also fun because church just ought to be a fun experience, right? Like, if you think about our faith, if you think about this thing, when a group of people are coming together in response to Jesus' goodness and connecting with him, wherever those people are ought to be the most magnetic place. It, it ought to be. Like, I think of Acts, and in Acts it says the believers, this is the early church meeting, it said they met daily, they broke bread, and, and they learned about God, and then it just follows. It doesn't say anything about strategies, it says they were just getting together for Jesus, and the numbers were added to them. Something about them getting together drew people in, and I just believe there ought to be something enticing about a group of believers coming to lift up Jesus, coming to praise him for the things that he's done in their lives that ought to be fun and enjoyable and delightful as we, as we rejoice in him. And I, and I, and I feel, I've felt the struggle inwardly that, that there needs to at times be a paradigm shift within my own heart because church should never feel like the DMV. It should not be this place like, oh, I got to go get my sins forgiven. I got to go hear a word from the priest. And, the, and I got to just hear the message. Why? Because I want to be a good Christian. It, it, it ought to be a place where it's like, no, I want to go celebrate God with my friends and my family. And I can't wait. to Like last week was great, but I can't wait to hear the conclusion of Kuhau is. And, oh, man, they announced that they're, they're going to do a series on the, the Holy Spirit. That ought to be something that is engaging. And really the, the truth is that, that if you have placed your faith in Jesus, you have so much cause to celebrate you have so much cause to rejoice, and you have so much cause to delight in God. I want to read a, a, a selection of scriptures for you. In Isaiah 61, 10 through 11, it says, I will sing for joy in God. I will explode in praise from deep in my soul. So this is what Isaiah is doing. He's, he's singing for joy in God. He's exploding in praise from deep within his soul. Why? And we see the rest of the passage as a reflection. Because God dressed him up in a suit of salvation. He outfitted me in a robe of righteousness. As a bridegroom who puts on a tuxedo and a bride jeweled tiara, a jeweled tiara. For as the earth bursts with spring wildflowers and as a garden cascades with blossoms, so the master God brings righteousness into full bloom and puts praise on display before the nations. Oh, man, I'm trying to decide if I should tell you this now or later. 
I'll give you a sneak peek. I gave you a little bit of a definition of fun earlier, but the truth of the matter is if you've placed your faith in Jesus, your fun and your reason for fun is just a little different. And so your fun, man, like believers ought to be the most happiest, joyful people. And even that word happy, I, I know that emotions are real, and, and I don't mean it in that way, but like we have this, things like this thing to think about, that God dressed us in a suit of salvation, that God has outfitted us in righteousness, that, that, that the way that the earth burst with spring wildflowers, so the master brings his righteousness into full bloom and puts our praise on display. Romans 5. See, Isaiah is before Jesus, and so now Romans 5 is in view of Jesus. Uh, the writer Paul says, Our faith in Jesus transforms God's righteousness to us. And he now declares us flawless in his eyes. This means we can now enjoy true and lasting peace with God. All because of what our Lord Jesus, the anointed one, has done for us. Our faith guarantees us permanent access into this marvelous kindness that has given us a perfect relationship with God. Okay, so, so because of Jesus, God views us as flawless. Because of Jesus, our faith guarantees us permanent access into marvelous kindness that has given us a perfect relationship with God. And he says this, in view of all this, what incredible joy bursts forth within us as we keep on celebrating our hope of experiencing God's glory. Philippians 4 says, Philippians 4 verse 4 says, celebrate God all day, every day, every day. Celebrate God all day, every day. And I love this emphasis. He says, I mean, revel in him. Make it as clear as you can to all you meet that you're on their side, working with them and not against them. Help them see that the master is about to arrive. He could show up in any minute. And I just love that there's this association between celebrating God and helping others know him and see that he's about to arrive. And so Kuhau, yeah, Kuhau is, is fun by design because of our mission to reach everyone we can with the good news of Jesus Christ so that they might walk in the abundant life God has for them, loving God, loving people, and loving life. But, but I really believe that Kuhau is also fun as a result. Because if our mission is that to reach people, and if there are people in here who have re been reached with the good news of Jesus, and they are walking in the abundant life God has for them, loving God, loving people, and loving life, then man, that group of people ought to be having the best time every time. Because yeah, theme parks are fun. But when I think about the goodness of God, how he saved me and how he rescued me, when I think about the fact that he clothed me in righteousness, when I think about the fact that I know that I am full of flaws, but because of Jesus, I am viewed as flawless. When I think about the fact that, man, God is so big and so vast and so far off, but because of Jesus, I now have a perfect relationship with him. Man, is that not cause for joy? Is that not cause for celebration? We ought to be celebrating God all day, every day. We ought, this ought to be a place. We just feel like Kuhau ought to be a place where there's rejoicing. Like I know we got people here who have reasons to rejoice. Like I've heard Marquez's testimony. I've heard like a sliver, I feel like, in fact. I know my own brother's testimony. I've seen so many people here. I've had the privilege to baptize Yvette. Like I've seen so many people to, who were able to say, I, this is what I was like before I knew God. But here, here's what I am now that I've known God. My, my own best friend Ray has said, I 
feel the best that I've ever felt in a long time, all because of the knowledge of God. And I just feel like, man, we got a hold of something that not everybody has. And so our fun looks a little different. Like, yeah, I, I, I could celebrate a Marvel movie, but there's nothing like the fact that Jesus died and resurrected to give me eternal life that gives me cause to celebrate and makes me want to turn up. And we even learn, like, the, the writers of the Bible had such a view on God that, that in the midst of trials, like being tortured and persecuted and hunted down, writers like Peter in, in 1 Peter and James in the book of James and Paul in Romans say things like, uh, show us that it is possible to rejoice and delight in suffering. Like James says to consider it joy when problems come your way. And he says, here's why, because it perfects your faith. Peter says, rejoice when people persecute you, when you suffer for the sake of Christ, because, because we, we, we know that it's for Christ that is why we suffer. And I don't know, like, I know, I, I said it earlier, there are so many of us who have been going through some stuff. And, and I always think of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego when I think of pain and suffering because they are three men who were told to worship another God, and they said, hey, we're not going to worship your God. Honestly, we know that our God is faithful to deliver us from this fire that you're going to send us in. But even if he doesn't, like we won't bow down. And it just shows me that there's something about the knowledge of God that creates a joy that surpasses anything that we can ever experience here on earth. Like the writers, the writers of, of the New Testament said things like rejoice in your suffering. And I'll be honest, I struggle to say that to some. It, it also says to mourn with those who mourn. It also says to, to feel those feelings. And never do I want anyone to ever think I'm saying you should. But, but there's a view on God that says, even in the midst of my most broken state, he's still enough to fill me. And so Kuhau is fun because it's our mission Kuhau is fun because it's our mission to set people free with the good news. And I'll be honest, our fun does look different because our fun comes from a different place. Our fun comes from the, the knowledge of Jesus. It comes from this. It's, it's because our mission is to set people free and free people, man. I believe this, free people are fully themselves. When you know that it's, it's not about what you wore coming in through the doors and, and, and it's not about what you did yesterday and it's not about, that it's about Jesus. When you know that, that no one's, I mean, I, I love what we've built upon that, that this is a judgment-free zone and I don't got to worry about not having rhythm. I told you guys I would. <laughs> You're able to be fully yourself. And I just, I don't know if there's studies out there, but I just believe, just from experience, that, that people who are fully themselves tend to have the most fun. It's, it's why most people tend to drink when they're out, because what do you usually say? I just need to loosen up. And, and the whole way that alcohol works is it's an inhibitor, and so it makes you worry less about what people are going to think. And when you worry less, you're able to be fully free. 
But rather than depending on those things, we depend on the author of who we are and our identity. And because I know who I truly am, I can be fully who I am and who I was called to be. And so my worship might look a little different, but I'll tell you this. It may not be a dance that's on beat, but it's a dance that's in tune with the heartbeat of God and knows that I've been set free. Your worship might look different. I love that Shiloh sometimes worships with flags. It looks different but she's worshiping from the same place that she knows she serves a mighty God who has set her free, who loves her and wants to have a relationship with her. There may be some of us who worship all the way in the back standing still, but it's from the same place. And the only thing that is consistent here is that people are free to be fully themselves in this church. And so as a result people who are able to be fully themselves have fun. They enjoy themselves. They delight. And I just think it's really cool that I get to say this because the Bible says it. People who are fully themselves are the kind of people that God is looking for. See, in John chapter 4, Verse 21 through 24, and, and the worship team can, can get on here and join me. Jesus is having an encounter with, with this woman at the well. I'm convinced also, which is a fun fact, that this is probably our most used text in the history of Kuha. We love the woman at the well here. Like, we love her. That is our homie. And so there's this woman was out a while, and they're having this exchange, and, and, and she's a Samaritan, and Jesus is, 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 was born into, into um, the Jewish culture, and so she's seeing him as a Jew, and she's like, you're a Jew, and I'm a Samaritan, and there was beef here, and they have this exchange, and, and Jesus is breaking things down to her, and she finally says to him, like, okay, where should we worship? Like, well, I just want to know where to worship. And, and Jesus gives this response. He says, believe me, woman, the time is coming when you Samaritans will worship the Father, neither at this mountain nor there in Jerusalem. You worship guessing in the dark. We Jews worship in the clear light of day. God's way of salvation is made available through the Jews. But the time is coming. In fact, it has come. When what you are called will not matter. And where you go to worship will not matter. It's who you are and the way you live that count before God. Your worship, lean in here, church. Your worship must engage your spirit in the pursuit of truth. That's the kind of people the Father is out looking for. Those, if you're looking for God, I want you to know he's looking for you. Here's what he's looking for. Here's the criteria. This is Jesus. Those who are simply and honestly themselves before him in their worship. God is sheer being itself, spirit. And those who, must, who worship him must do it out of their very being, their spirits, their true selves, their true selves in adoration. And other, other more literal translations, they don't add all this detail because the focus is on just the precise word-for-word -word translation. And it, it, it says this, in spirit and truth. But the idea is that that activates something if, you, if, you, if you're of the culture. And, and so this translation, the message translation, seeks to create, no translation's perfect, but, but the, I think the intention here is good. What we hear in English what they would have understood in Hebrew or in Greek. This is the New Testament. It says, the people 
those who worship him must do it out of their very being, their spirits, their true selves in adoration. And I, as I was preparing this message, I kind of like, I landed here. Like I was going through my notes and I got here. And as soon as I got here, I got so elated because I kicked off our Jesus is series. And who did I use for that series? The woman at the well. And I, I love that as we come to a close on this series, we only have one more week left. We've come full circle on these blocks of Jesus is, the church is, and now Kuhau is to this woman. And, and in that moment, she was saying, I, what I honed in on is she was saying, come and meet Jesus. But what I want to hone on here is how you ought to present yourself. And it's this, fully yourself. People have the most fun when they're fully themselves. The, the old adage, right? Dance like no one is watching. What's behind that is you're, you dance differently when no one's watching. You're more yourself. And so you enjoy yourself, but do it like no one's watching. But what God is looking for is for you to do that and dance before him and worship before him for his joy. So I'm not surprised that when we're fully ourselves before God is when we're most in tune with him. We've, we've often gotten to criticism, this, this church doesn't go hard on sin enough. It, it's an open and shut debate. Sin is sinful. Telling someone you're a sinner doesn't help them. It's, it's like telling me I've gained weight. I know, all right? It, it's the weight's still here. I wish Jesus would die for that. Everybody would just instant conversion, right? Imagine complete faith in Jesus, six-pack abs. Telling people they're sinful doesn't do anything. If anything, it makes them hide and stop being fully themselves. And so there's nothing that they can present before God because they've buried it. And this woman at the well, she was hiding. And all Jesus did, she runs saying, come and meet this man who told me everything I had ever done. And that was enough for her to know that he knew her. And her life was changed. She led more people to him. More people come back with her and they spend the day in his presence. And so we've decided that this is going to be a place where you can always be your true and authentic self because that's what God is after. And say, so hey, as a byproduct, Kuhau's going to be fun because people aren't going to feel judged. People are going to be connected to their purpose. People are going to be connected to their father. And they're going to walk out of here saying, man, that was good. So what, what, what I want you to know today is don't let anything hold you back from delighting in God. That's why our fun is different because we delight in God and nothing else. We delight in the Lord and nothing else. And when I, like I said, when I preached this message, uh, this, I kicked off the Jesus's series, I talked about a woman who ran from Jesus, an encounter with Jesus, yelling to people, come meet Jesus. But 30 something years from that, before that moment, there were these two women who had just got the greatest news ever that the world was going to have the opportunity to meet Jesus. There were these two women, Mary, as soon as she gets the news that she's going to be the mother of Jesus, she loses her mind it says she takes off to elizabeth's house and then the two begin just i don't even know like exuberant you ever have like exuberant joy they are exuberant and dancing and delighting because the world would meet jesus and as 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 jews who, who knew 
they knew what that meant and what was about to happen the whole section continues and mary casts what is about to take place because of jesus's arrival into the world and so if you ask us man why do you have fun it's because we've met jesus we're helping people meet jesus why do you why do you celebrate christmas don't you know it has pagan origins yeah TikTok ruins everything I just found out I used toothpaste wrong. Yvette, Yvette said that you're not supposed to rinse your mouth out. Oh, Emily, Emily wants the credit for ruining toothpaste for me. They both did. Apparently you're not supposed to rinse your mouth out. This is the toothpaste is supposed to stay in there. I think that's gross. I'm going to do it anyway. But yeah, so what? You give me an excuse to celebrate Jesus, I'm going to celebrate Jesus. You give me an excuse to celebrate his birth, I'm going to celebrate his birth. Because every single day, I celebrate God all day, every day. Because I, I know who I was. I know who I was, but it was never truly me. And I know who God showed me to be and gave me access to who Reuben really was designed to be. The Reuben before I ever encountered this world, before the world formed me. Just, just today, man, I was with Marquez and we're talking and we're, we're talking about being type sevens because we're big on the Enneagram and, and I had to like, like poker face because he hit me and I even like he didn't even know like not physically but he said this we were talking about abandonment and I said do you think like because we were relating on that and we're both type sevens and I'm like do you think that sevens deal with abandonment and he says abandonment is the reason why we became type sevens it's it's what we run to to protect ourselves and abandonment forged that and it just wrecked me like, oh yeah, like I've encountered so much abandonment in my life. And what I love about the Enneagram, this is not sponsored, I swear, is it, it, it shows you that it's not who you are, it's the things that you've taken on as a result of your experience. But before Reuben was ever a type seven, before Reuben was ever formed in his mother womb, mother's womb, God knew me. He knew my purpose. He knew what I was called to do. He knew who I ought to be. And when I encountered him, he told me, he said, you're not this. You're not that. You don't have to fear this. You don't have to be addicted to that. You don't have to just, just keep going back to those destructive things. You get to be fully you, fully who you were meant to be, who I called you to be. And so in light of that knowledge, man, I go crazy. I lose my mind. Rhythm or no rhythm. Can I sing? I surely cannot. But I know one thing that I love Jesus and all that he's done for me. So you give me any excuse to celebrate the day that Jesus entered this world. I'm going to turn up. I'm going to shout. I'm going to worship because I know what he did for me. call unlike any other you might have experienced so this altar call is not for people who need God it's for people who know they have access to him and want to come down here to worship him and go in like we've never gone in before I know this worship team is gonna go crazy celebrating Jesus we, you, you guys don't know what you're in for but if you're ready to participate you're ready to join in that worship not for prayer not for need we, we want to attend to those things later but at this moment we want to celebrate have fun and delight in Jesus so if you know what Jesus has done for you I'm not I don't, you can start making your way here now I'm gonna give you a chance one two three let's get ready to celebrate God let me pray for you God
to take the chance to, to pray for us so that we can fully go into his presence. And so, so I'm going to pray for those of us who want to respond to this message. And I also want to pray to anyone who wants to participate and, have, and knows that, that Jesus will forever be with them and wants to give their life to him today. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do that first invitation, that prayer first. So if you're here and you're like, hey, I want access to this. I want to be a part of what's going on. I want to be a part of the celebration. I want Jesus in my life all day, every day. We're all going to close our eyes. I'm going to count to three. You're going to lift your hand so I know who I'm praying for. That's the only reason. So I can pray with you. And we're going to say a prayer together as a gesture of our faith. Is that good? With every head bowed, every eye closed. If you could just raise your hand if you want to place your faith in Jesus today. It's awesome. I want you to know one thing, that you have him. You don't have to earn his presence. He's right there with you right now. It's you coming to him. So we're going to pray this prayer. Jesus, I give you my life. Thank you for your mercy, for your sacrifice, and for your love. Today, I follow you. In your name, amen. And I'm going to pray for this church. Father God, I pray that Kuha will be and forever will be a place of fun because we are a place that, but because we know where we're having fun from, it is from delight and joy and rejoice in what you have done in your love, in your strength, and in your comfort. I pray for this church. I pray for our pastors and our leaders that we will always be focused on our mission to reach people for you, that they may know you and they may have everlasting life. In your name, amen. Once again, we want to thank you for tuning in. Subscribe now and stay connected to all of our latest messages. And if this message really blessed you, pass along the blessing by sharing it with a friend. We pray that you will be given the opportunity to apply this message, and we hope that you enjoy the rest of your day. God bless.